0: Yeah, obvious, we got a problem here. And it's more than just Alvin's streaming Punisher. When life begins to suck, who's reporting it? Luckily, you got two friends who you won't forget. Coming live, Alvin and friend on survival. Laughing non stop case drops on a cycle. Louder than intrusive thoughts off an iPhone. How they make the world seem bright with the lights off might as well stay up Lies being told Like that dinosaur BS Magnifying glass To the ground If they don't see us Having the time Roasting your favorite pizza mm-hmm. Bluezy ain't an option is the way Take it to the grave Have moved into the place You already know And then take the case Laugh the pain away It's a right yeah. Many Souls Hello folks, welcome to another Tales from the Hood mini-souls. I'm Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Fran Evans. What's going on, Fran?
1: Not much, just chilling. What we got today?
0: Oh, Fran, we got some good ones, as always. Before we get into things, affirmative murder at gmail.com. Send us in that crazy, that wild, that deep, unbelievable stuff that's happened to you. If you want to, if you need, sometimes people you need to vent, and, and we want to be your ventees. So, uh, you know, and no latte. <laughs> Uh, and So please feel free to uh, hit us up AffirmativeMurder at gmail.com We would love to hear your stories, your tales Bring them in, send them in, get them in Be a part of the podcast We can't wait to hear from you Fran, we're going to kick things off from a listener Who has an email that says Your hairstylist might have a past Hi Alvin and Fran I'm on a road trip back to Virginia from Atlanta So I've got some time to spare And I thought I'd write in Oh, off, Cool, laid back, played it, chill, I like it my sister and I were talking the other day, and it unlocked a memory from my early days in college when I was working as a hairstylist to pay, up my, to pay my way through college. I was working at a chain salon, like the type that you see in, at any gro- next to any grocery store, making next to nothing, but I loved it. It was a slow night, and one of my managers, Felicia, who definitely lived up to that name, but that's a story for another day, came in the back room and said that one of her friends from cosmetology school was up front. And to come meet her. She was a sweet, short Hispanic woman, very friendly and lively. She told us her name, which I forgot instantly because I'm horrible with names. And that's. Same. (laughs) Yeah, same. Totally. (laughs) Hey, we relate to. Oh, man, I relate to that one. Um, What's up, guy? What's up, girl? Um, What's up, love? What's up, king? I'll say some shit to make you feel good just because I don't know your name. What's up, beloved? Don't (laughs) don't know. Couldn't couldn't tell you from. Don't know you from Adam. What's up, queen? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't, know, don't know the, the first letter <laughs> Couldn't even give you a first letter Yeah so she said uh, she was horrible with names And that she recently started her own salon And that she just wanted to come in And check on her girl Who was her friend who was the manager I thought nothing of it until we started closing Felicia says You know who she is right Obviously not Felicia I roll emoji lol Then she spills it That's Lorena Bobbitt hmm? Yup the infamous Lorena Bobbitt. You know who Lorena Bobbitt is, Fran? I think I do. Yeah, she like cut her husband's dick off. That's or not bit it off or something. That's not what the Lorena Bobbitt was. Okay, yeah, who would you think Lorena Bobbitt was? Is that a singer? Is <laughs> not at all? Lorena, no, there's not like another Lorena Bobbitt. I don't know who you're thinking of. I don't know who you're, th- I couldn't uh. even, this is one. You got me on that. I usually can <laughs> speak, Fran. The name sounds, uh, the name sounds so familiar. Yeah, it's really, it's pop culturally relevant for sure. She like bit her husband's dick off. That's what she's famous for. So I heard
1: heard her name in this song.
0: You probably, yeah, yeah. Bit it off like Lorraine Bobbitt. Maybe Lil Wayne or something. I said a
1: singer, didn't I? But I guess. You can put two and two together.
0: I see now, I'm speaking friend now, a punchline from a rap, singer, same thing. Yeah. Okay. So yes. So yeah, so that's Lorraine Bobbitt. Is that her
1: real name? Yeah. Lorena Bobbitt is her real name. That's her government name.
0: Yeah. Why does that sound this is funny okay. to you? <laughs> yeah. Because so that was Lorena Bobbitt. <laughs> My innocent little 19-year-old brain exploded. I was just face-to-face with a celebrity and had no idea. Celebrity. Yes. This is a popular trial, man. I also love that her career, her career of choice after that whole ordeal was to become a hairdresser. A job where you're holding scissors all day, every day makes sense, though, since she was clearly very skilled at using them. So she cut her husband's off. She's cut her husband's dick off with scissors. Sidebar: Funny enough, her husband, rumored, I never saw it personally, got his his dick got sewn back on and wasn't her husband. They got they got divorced.
1: Did porn? He did porn after with a soda. Or dick? did a
0: porno? I don't know if he became a porn star, but I think he did like a sex tape thing.
1: He cheated or something. Yeah, I
0: think he cheated and she cut his, she dick, cut off. his dick off. But like I don't know all the details. All? He might have been in the wrong. He cussed, like the tip, a uh, piece. of it. Yeah, yeah, a piece of it. Yeah, yeah, and he. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you didn't have to
1: say that. What? You had to say that.
0: I just asked you to cut it off. All you had to say was just yes a no. <laughs> Well, she didn't, he cut, had to she say. didn't cut it off. She cut some of it off. God, man. So, But I don't know. He, I'm sure he was wrong in some kind of way. I don't know. I don't want to just... I don't know the full story. But the end of the story is she cut his dick off with some scissors or, or something. And But they sewed it back on. And apparently, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I have to Google it, all right, and I'm not going to do it right now. I think he did a porno, like a sex tape thing, with his sewn back on dick. Also, cool name. Sewn back on dick. That's a cool name. Anyway, um, An idiot, man. Fast Fast forward a few years, and my sister starts dating her now husband in high school. At the time, he was working as a barista at the Target Starbucks near our house, and I would take her to see him at work in the evenings and he would give us free drinks. Also, sidebar, another sidebar. Did you know that the Target Starbucks just found this out? Target Starbucks, as long as you're in the Target, you get free refills. Really? Target hack, just found out about it. Did even not like, know about like this. Even like one of those
1: specialty type drinks? Whatever
0: drink it is, if you get a drink at the start, the the, the, the Tarbucks, the tarbucks? Yeah. The, you get a drink from there, as long as you're in that Target. If you mm-hmm. go back, you're like, can I get another caramel macchiato? Yeah, that's a... Uh that's I, a that's a life I, hack.
1: I, I see. I see why they do. I see why they give you that option.
0: Keep you keep, keep in you store. in the store. Yeah, yeah. keep you in the store. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, another six bucks, and you spend twenty dollars on something. Yeah, cool. Whatever. You, do you have to buy something? You have to like buy the go, drink.
1: What if I just go in and? Oh well, take they a can't life,
0: monitor that. Then, but they'll keep they'll keep you in the store. Listen, Target's one of those places where if you're in there long enough, you're bound to pick something. Oh yeah, else. I love so Target. Yeah. So yeah, I love Target. Yeah, I love a good Target. Yeah. But I said new. I didn't know about that one. So all the Target veterans, I'm mm not one of. I'm not one of them. Okay. I learned from a Target veteran. That's, that's a thing that they do Wow So that's cool So for people that's, You'd have that for free So yeah So uh, she and her sister Would get free drinks From her sister's boyfriend At the Starbucks Inside of a Target Turns out Lorena was one of his regulars To the point where She would give him And his co-workers Christmas gift cards And even went to his Co-workers wedding So she was at the Starbucks A lot Crazy to think that After all that controversy She was able to live Such a normal peaceful life Honestly I love it for her And I'm glad we crossed paths so I could send this story into you all. Love the podcast. Found you guys when you did your ad with MFM and have been a loyal listener ever since. Oh, thank you so much. Love seeing the growth of the podcast and can't wait to see what's next. All the best, Mariah. Mariah, great email. Great email. A little celebrity sighting, true crime edition. Uh, So that was fantastic. Um, we got another email. Ooh, short and sweet. This one was a short and sweet one. Maybe we'll. So I, I
1: looked up Lorena Bobbitt. I didn't know what she looked like. Uh huh. So I looked her up.
0: Yes. And
1: <laughs> okay. I looked her up. Yes. And then I guess somebody had like merch.
0: Lorena, R- Lorena Bobbitt merch. Yeah. To
1: say don't be afraid to cut people off. <laughs> was a, was a t-shirt. <laughs> That's crazy.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, she cuts. She cuts somebody off for sure. Um, the header, the subject line just says "My TFTH Story." So, Anna, thank you so much for this, and we're going to get into it. Hi, Alvin and Fran. My name is Anna. Feel free to use it, as well as the other names mentioned in the story. And I found you guys through the Wine and Crime Gals when Alvin guest-hosted recently. It's been a little bit, but I get what you're saying. Uh, He had me cracking up, so I had to check out Affirmative Murder, and I'm so glad that I did. You guys have a great thing going on, and and I look forward to every new episode that drops.
1: Hey, Uh, man, you know, it it feels good to... To finally be in, be, in, be in on some love, uh huh. When you gonna do your little, uh, your little uh, uh, features and stuff like that. The little, why the little it, thing. it feels nice you know, when they, people come back, and go like, oh, you know, I love the pockets, love you and
0: friend. You know, uh-huh. that makes me feel good. I don't like the little that you put on there like that. That was a little shady, but, what? but That's fine. What little, mean? you don't gotta, you know. I never said what. I just the little thing. I don't like that. You know, I see you got your little job. I see you got your little business. That's what, that's what you just <laughs> did. I don't like that. You know, I don't like that. But that's fine. <laughs> I mean,
1: hey man, a I think you, I think, a No, I think you,
0: um, think you just taking it the wrong way. That's so. all. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, I might be sensitive. That's fine. So you owe me an apology. Oh, you, wow. Yes. Gaslight. Okay. Um. Hey man, my bad. I apologize. I'm no, sorry. I say, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was, I was, <laughs> I'm gonna sorry. get back to the email. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 uh, so yeah, you guys have a great thing going. Da, 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 da. Um, thank you for every episode of drives. I was listening to your Tales from the Hood episode last week, and it reminded me that I have a story of my own to share. So. This is the story about the time that I found out that my great grandfather is a murderer. It's a bit of a wonky tale, but I'll do my best to keep it straight for you guys. The story starts two years ago Wait when a second. Mm-hmm. How do you forget something like that? That your great grandfather's a murderer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she never met him. Great okay. great grandfather. I met I had a class, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah great grand grandfather. He could have been super old. Um so the story starts two years ago when I was in Ohio visiting my older brother. We were born and raised in Northwest Ohio, but I moved down to Tennessee about 20 years ago, and I try to visit him whenever I get a chance to. Anyways, I was up for a visit in the spring of 2021. We had just lost our dad to pancreatic cancer, sorry to hear that, at the end of 2019, and it had inspired us to visit all of our family's different burial locations and plots in the area. We wanted to make maps of where the plots are and who is buried at each one. For documentation to put with our family's genealogy records. That's a good idea. Yeah, for that's sure. That's a great so idea. So you can track I've never down. Heard that's that's really good. Yeah, that's really good. Like a map of. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, we were in the office at the cemetery where we know our grandfather is buried, and asked for the records of who else was buried there with him. There are six plots, and we recognized five out of six names on the listed of who was buried there. However, there was one name on the list that neither my brother nor myself recognized. And with my father now gone, we didn't know who to ask to find out about who this guy was. I was curious, but we had other cemeteries to visit, so I put this on the back burner until I could research who this person was. A few months passed by, and I was going through some of my dad's things when I found a folder that had other family members' birth and death certificates in it. I was looking through them, and I ran across a death certificate with a name that I didn't recognize on it at first. Then it hit me. It was the same name of the man who was buried in our family cemetery plot. And then I saw it. Listed right there was his manner of death. Homicide by a gunshot wound. He was only 21 years old when he was killed. My mind was reeling. Who was this guy? What were the circumstances of his death? And why did my dad have his death certificate? I immediately called my brother and told him what I found. And that's when my brother said, nonchalantly, I might add, Oh, so that must be the guy that our great-granddad shot. What? Just said it like, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's lactose intolerant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, excuse me? How did our great-grandfather shoot and kill someone? And my question is, how did they, why are they buried in the same place? That's my yeah, question. Yeah, I have the death certificate. Yeah, yeah, well, I guess we've we'll got to keep reading. So, um, excuse me? How did our great-grandfather shoot and kill someone? And I have never heard about this. My brother proceeded to tell me the story that my dad had told him once. The story goes like this: Apparently, way back in the day, my great grandfather, his name was Vincent, was working on his car in his garage, and he had and he had it up on his on a car's jack stand, so propped up. While he was laying underneath of the car, the jack fell and crushed his skull. Oh shit! He had a massive in, he had a massive head injury and had to have a metal plate put in. Mm. After this, he was never the same. He started having a lot of mental health issues. One day, on April 25th, 1938 to be exact, Vincent was having an episode of paranoia. He thought the neighbors were plotting against him. His stepson, whose name was Joseph, happened to come home during this time, and my great grandfather thought he was an intruder. He shot Joseph in the chest and also shot a female neighbor. The neighbor survived, but Joseph, who was only 21, died from his wounds. Joseph is his steps stepson, so that makes yeah. sense why he was buried in the same thing. After this, my great grandfather was sent to the Lima State Mental Hospital for the criminally insane, where he lived until he died in 1968. And then someone thought uh, thought it was a good idea to bury him right next to the stepson that he married that he murdered. Yikes! I'm not sure I lived. I'm not sure how I lived my whole life without ever hearing this dark part of my family's history, but apparently you can find out some weird shit after a parent passes away. I've attached a few a few short news articles that I found regarding the incident. I hope y'all enjoyed my story about how I came to find out that there was a murderer in my family. Love you guys, Anna. And then attached is, uh, yeah, two shot by Toledo man.
1: Yeah, so... Yeah, my apologies. I didn't... I Runs him g- up with shotgun. I guess I should just... I should wait till I hear the story first. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure. I, I'll I had to assume it would be in there somewhere. But yeah, like. Um. but... uh. Young man yeah, so she yes. didn't know... But I'm guessing, so her brother forgot the. I'm guessing her brother guy's name. Her brother knew, name. but forgot. Forgot the guy's name. Because I, I it, it probably uh, yeah. didn't ring any bells. Yeah, the stepson. The yeah, yeah. And it's
0: 1938, great grandfather. Yeah, That's yeah, crazy. yeah. So, yeah, it, he probably didn't connect the dots. And yeah. a lot going on. They were like on a mission, like fucking yeah. national treasure, fucking making Damn. maps. That's wild. Wild stuff, man. Yeah, but got his head crushed by the jack and then was never the same again and then accidentally shot his stepson. Yeah. Sad stuff there. Sad, sad stuff. Thank you very much, Anna, yeah. for sharing that with us. That was awesome. Crazy. crazy story. And a really cool idea about how you, how you plotted out your uh, family burial plots and stuff. That's really cool. We got another e- email from a listener named Darcy. I think that's the neighbor's name in Married with Children. No, that's their last name. Marcy Darcy. Okay. Um, this email reads, he had no pants? Dear Fran and Alvin. I want to tell you how much I enjoy your podcast and hearing your perspectives on everything from current events, social media, dinosaurs, and entertainment recommendations. Mm-hmm. Keep up the good work. Now, on to my story. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Bay Area! Uh, but I spent my, my formative years, ages 7 to 14, in Towson, Maryland. Ooh. During elementary school, I was taken care of by a woman who lived across the street from the school. One day during winter break, when my mom had to work, I went to her house for the day. We had just gotten a foot of snow, and the, and the older kids were allowed to go over to the school to sled down the big hill into the school's playground. This being the 80s, we were never sent out with any adult supervision. As the three of us, all 10-year-old girls, ran up, the, ran up and down the hill, a car pulled over and parked right alongside where we were making our runs. The driver moved into his passenger seat swung the door open, and sat with his legs out of the car facing us. Now, I'll admit that I'm not the most observative person, but I noticed that this man wasn't wearing any pants. 10 years old to see, that's crazy. I kept running up the hill and wondering why he wasn't wearing any pants, because, because his white legs kept getting redder and redder in the cold air. But my friends noticed that he was playing with his junk the whole time that we were sledding. After a little while, he felt... We felt really uncomfortable and decided to head back to the babysitter's house. Run. Run. Yeah, yeah. Should. We told her what we saw and she called the cops. All I remember was talking to the police officer and saying that I didn't understand why the guy wasn't wearing any pants. It just didn't make any sense to me why anyone would go out on a cold day without any pants. I don't think they ever caught the guy. And fortunately, this was the only time I I was ever flashed in public. But it definitely stuck with me. Anyway, hope you enjoyed this story and can store it in the guys are pervs file. Thanks for reading, Darcy. Ten three ten-year-old girls. Dude hops in the passenger seat, parks his car, and starts wanking it in the middle of wintertime with his no pants on in the car. Yeah, sick guy, man. Sick world. Super sick world, man. Um, keep an eye on your kids. We have discussed this in the past. You know, yeah, that's the eighties. You know, so it's not even now. Then. Creeps are always going to be around, and so you can't just, you got to keep an eye on your kids, man. I don't, that's, man, it's wild stuff. We're going to read one more email, and then we're going to get out of here. And this email is from Stephanie, no, we're not going to say her last name. And Tales from the Hood, and the, uh, the subject line is Tales from the Hood, Country Living. Hey, Alvin and Fran, I want to start by saying I first heard you guys on Morbid, then on Man Crime's episode of Wine and Crime, when I heard you with Amanda and Lucy, I knew I had to tune in.
1: You know, what's always great to get, you know, some love when people come over, when you do your little uh, little interviews and your little features that you do. It's always nice when they come back and they go, oh man, go, go listen. Mm, deja vu. And they found out about, and they found, they found out about me, your boyfriend, and mm-hmm. oh, I love them both. And they stick around, man. Yeah, I, I really love that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Shout out to the people over there in too. Shout out to them. <laughs> I missed that, but you know, it's all good
0: though. I am black. So I love a good podcast by people that look like me, and I'm not going to lie. The Baltimore accents really hooked me. Thanks, Fran. My tale from my tale. Wait, of, why me? <laughs> that's what she said. That's what she said. Is that a compliment? Is that a is that a
1: diss? Is it's, that a diss to me? Is that a compliment for me and a diss to you? Or is that a compliment to you and a diss uh, to me? Ah,
0: that's between you and uh, that's between you and Stephanie, man. That's your that's y'all's business. Anyway, my tale from the hood is exactly that—a tale from the hood—and the only other podcast I listened to that would relate. Don't do many souls. So here we go. I went to a private HBCU in Daytona Beach, Florida. I don't know if you guys have ever heard the saying or noticed that all HBCUs are in the hood and mine was no different. I, I didn't. I mean, I didn't think about that, but I guess Morgan is kind yeah. of... Morgan, Morgan State is... It's a nice area, but... It's a still, nice it's area, still, but it's not far from a not so nice area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I,
1: I, it's a great I, campus, though. Great campus.
0: I never thought of that. I don't really know. I don't really have much of a familiarity with being on HBCU campuses other than Morgan. So with that being said, outside all the black excellence, we were also lit as fuck. So lit that there was always a party and being that most parties were marketed to fresh meat on campus. I don't like that term. There was also transportation being that freshmen were not allowed to have their cars on campus. On this night, my two friends and myself had all intentions on taking the transportation to this party. However, we needed to get some Mary Jane from the Haitian from the Haitian pot dealer at the Sitgo. That's the that's the most hood sentence I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> we needed to get some Mary Jane from the Haitian pot dealer at the Sitgo. As we made our walk to the Sitgo in our Jocelyn's cabaret outfits, <laughs> we saw the party's transportation ride ride by us with 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 Scrub in the background playing at full blast. Great song. Now, one might think we took the L on the party and decided that we should stay on campus and indulge in our shitty Florida weed. However, our fearless young host spirits would not allow it. As we leave the Sitgo, grape game in hand. <laughs> Got to get the grape swisher, you know what I mean? Uh, grape game in hand. We hear the country's hard knock life. Y'all going to Coco's, I'll give y'all a ride. Or something like that. It was six years ago now. Keep in mind, the place I went to school was in the hood of one of the slower parts of Florida. So college parties were the only thing to do, even if you dropped out of high school and were working on your fourth kid. Mm. Painting a ratchet picture here. I love it. Hearing this question and being an idiot, I answered yes before I could look at my friends and see the fear that I knew that they would have behind their eyes. So with them talking mad shit under their breath, we pile into the car. I don't remember exactly what type of car it was, but what I do remember is it was some sort of van. Oh, so many. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. When we get into the van, he tells us that he must make a couple of stops. Oh, my God. Jesus. That's the first time my heart dropped. But me being 18, bold, and forgetting every ass whooping I've ever received in the past, I puffed up my chest and asked, what are we stopping for? And why would you offer to take us... Somewhere if you had shit to do Right is a public bus <laughs> Gotta make a couple stops He responds with something along the lines of Chill out Shouty. I'm gonna make a couple of jugs And we'll be on our way Now for those of you who are unclear A jug is a drug deal So of course the next question oh, was no. <laughs> So of course the next question was What do you sell <laughs> I'm not sure but I knew it wasn't weed Wait, it, you, she asked that? She asked, like, yeah, Why? what do you sell? Give me out of this car. Why? Why? I pull the car deal. over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Unless you jug meals on wheels, we, we don't need to be in the... Pull right. the car over. <laughs> so, and she knew it wasn't weed. You really don't need to be in the car. Not that weed is don't ride around with a guy selling weed either. But anyway, his response still somehow blew my mind. <laughs> in a regular, almost reassuring tone, he responded, hair on, shoddy. And then, and then his phone began to ring. You know, those people that always talk on their phone on speaker or maybe it's a drug dealer thing. When he answers the phone, I hear a woman who already sounded like she burned her vocal cords with years of hard drug using. She asks, where you at? He here waiting for you. And to this, my drug dealer chauffeur responded, bitch, I told you I'm coming. Don't call me no more. Then I look at my friends, one of which who literally has tears in her eyes, try to apologize, but I knew I was probably going to lose my friends, uh, lose a friend or two if we made it out alive. Oh, absolutely. This is it. <laughs> They're like, Sorry. bitch, why would you say yes? Let's get in this car. You have us in the car with a, a, a heroin dealer? They could have said no, to though. That's fair. They, they could have they been it. like, you can go, you and then put, it's yeah. like, I'm not going to go yeah, by yeah, myself. Exactly. They can't yeah. put the, the blame solely on yeah, you. Yeah, they all got in the van. They all got in the van. That's crazy. <laughs> The heroin van. The heroin van. <laughs> we pull up to what I pray is the lady with the trach in her throat, but of <laughs> course, but of course, I was wrong. We pull up to what I don't know how to describe to, how to describe as anything other than the block, and the car begins to be circled by rabbit by rabid men, most of which were oh, missing shit. were missing main teeth. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm talking fronts and canines, and wearing dirty T-shirts. Hmm. My friends are literally start staring daggers at me, praying to God, and honestly, at this point, I am too. Knowing that I got, in, got us into this situation, I know I must fix things. I literally begin begging that he please just take us back to the school. He didn't even have to take us to the party. He responds, chill, baby girl, I'm going to take y'all to Coco's, and we pull off again. So <laughs> how does he know what, is this a club? I don't I don't. I thought they said a house party, but I guess Coco's is a club. They said this. Okay. They had on their freakum dresses, trying, and okay. so I guess they got their freakum dresses on well, to like, go to the did club. How do he
1: know who's Coco? Coco must be a
0: club. Okay. Yeah. Coco. Coco's must be a club, and he wanted to go too. I think. So I was like, I'm gonna make my jugs, get some money in my pocket, yeah. and then I'll take you guys to Coco's and I'll buy you guys drinks. Crazy. In his mind, this is perfectly normal. What van
1: is this? Can you like look Google some vans and try to find what van? I is
0: wanted like? it to be a van that has like one of those airbrush murals on the side. I wanted it to be a cool van, not what I hope it's not is a white. Windowless conversion van uh, I no. really hope it's not that I okay. hope it has some oh, swagger to oh, Some it. lights yeah, underneath man. or something Come on Don't just get in a white van with no windows Anyway back to the story So the van pulls off This time we do go to Coco's Honestly a little to my dismay Because I was interested in seeing the lady who called on the phone But happier to make it out alive Oh so you live for danger a little bit You wanted? To, she wanted, She was kind of tempted to ride this out I want to see her too she, she wanted to see how it ends Yeah. But no so they, they get to Coco's So we go to the party, and I'm not exactly sure when I realized because I honestly don't remember tripping until the next day, but I had lost my phone. Wow. Not only did I lose my phone, this was the peak of card sleeves on the back of phones. So I had lost my room key, ID, debit card, and I was a complete idiot who had my social security card in the back. However, when I did realize, I began to call my phone frantically. After about the third call, someone picked up. Thank the Lord, it was my heroin dealing homie, and he was willing to meet me at the local chicken spot near the campus. When he gave me the phone, he scolded me about being irresponsible and sent me on my way. <laughs> Getting scolded by a heroin dealer, yeah. who oh man, that's, that's got to hurt extra. I literally love this story, and I'm so grateful for my experience at that institution Thank you guys for being who you are And I'm not going to lie I'm not about to proofread this again But if this does make it on the pod I want to shout out my friend Aaliyah She's from the DMV And listening to you guys makes me feel closer to her She was one of the friends in the story And I guess that means that she didn't unfriend you After you guys got to Coco's Which is great Because friends can go through adversity And still come out friends yeah. Right? Well I'm-
1: I'm glad you guys—you guys are safe. And that
0: was—I oh got the coco, got the cocos, coco's in one piece. Mm-hmm. That was uh, all incredibly irresponsible and yeah. dumb. And but I also am like, I kind of live for it a little bit because I'm like, people, <sighs> one dumb thing can get you killed. Yeah. But also, one dumb thing could be a story that you tell for the rest of your life, like in this situation. So sometimes you do the dumb thing and everything works out, and it was dangerous and dumb, and don't ever do it again. But it was also kind of fun.
1: Yeah, but I don't know if I'm. I don't want to take that risk. I don't know. Good point.
0: But we have some dumb stories. Not like that. No, that was no, that was crazy. now like if, if, like, if I'm in a van, I don't know how
1: this ends. Yeah, reason.
0: like I, I don't know if we're gonna get out. At no point if, do we have any stories where I go. I mean, we might not get back home yeah. tonight. Like, like that's a, that's never been a thought. And I don't have any stories like that. where I'm like, This could, I could, we might die. Like this could go bad or get arrested yeah. or something. Like so, but hey, I, I think that that's great. And shout out to you, Stephanie, and thank you for sharing that with us. And I don't think all HBCUs are in the hood. I don't, I, I, you know, I know you know, and I know one, but maybe they're not all. We're Spellman. Spelman Spellman in a nice neighborhood. I let's, don't get, know. let's get, let's get all the HBCU alumni who listen to this podcast. I don't know how many of there there are, and let's just let's dispel this. Prove me and Stephanie wrong. I say Morgan is kind of hood adjacent. She's saying the HBCU that she went to in Daytona was kind of hood adjacent or in the hood. Let's let's uh big up some HBCUs that are just like beautiful. Why gotta be hood
1: though? Why can't it just be predominantly black areas?
0: We know the difference. We know all the right. difference. I don't think that's what she's saying. Don't don't accuse Stephanie of being uh racist to her own people. I'm I know not. I, I know what say she, that. I know what she meant. She didn't mean, oh, it's just all black neighborhood. No, she meant it's in the hood. And I know I get what she's saying. What she means. Because we both go, Morgan, I'm say, Morgan's a I'm beautiful saying, school. Why, why I wouldn't we, say it's in the middle of the hood, no, no, no. but the hood's not far from Morgan. Right,
1: but I'm saying, why do we have to say hood though? Why can't it just be like Morgan? That example is like, it's not the hood, but it's it's an all black. It's, it's, it's number a number of black people around here. It's
0: all black neighborhood, yeah. But you know, it don't have to be the hood, though. It doesn't have to be the hood. But not all black, not all, all black neighborhoods are the hood. That's what I'm saying. I know wealthy Buckhead in Atlanta, very Ill, affluent. Yeah, Atlanta tell, itself. Yeah, but you can tell the difference, though. That's what I'm saying. She's saying chicken spot, heroin dealers driving around, picking people up in vans. That's the hood. How you know they're not doing that in like flourishing all black neighborhoods? Yes. Okay, well, I don't think there's heroin people. Dri- I don't know. How do you know? Do you do heroin? You're right. I don't know what a heroin van looks like That's offhand. That, right? I, I could have seen all kinds of vans drive by. Yeah, You, you know, know I'm you make a good point. They could be dealing heroin in the upper middle class black neighborhoods, too. So let's just stop calling it the hood. It's just all, only predominantly black neighborhoods, huh? All people do drugs. Only poor people. You're right. Hey man, what? Are you, what, what, what? Why? What is? What are you? What is, oh, what? I'm just saying. <laughs> why are you attacking me, man? I'm, I'm not. not. I'm not saying fuck black people or whatever. it is. I don't know what you're trying but to. mean. But you are. I'm not. Psycho. I'm, <laughs> so I'm, I'm not. would never. I'm just uh, <laughs> so Stephanie, thank you so much. I appreciate you. You uh, sending this in to us. And, um, before we get out of here, let me just say one last time, affirmative murder at gmail.com, send them in, get them in. We would love to hear from you guys. Tell us your stories, wild stories like Stephanie getting in vans with people she doesn't know. Turns don't, get out, in vans, people. don't get in vans with Especially people you a van. don't know. Especially a van. You know, get a. don't know what car, but a van is on the list of don'ts. I don't know what car is on the van, the list of do's, but a van is on the list of don't get in this vehicle. But, if you do have stories like Stephanie, you just work young, wild, and free, and careless, and whatever, and you live to tell about it, that's great. Get it into affirmative AffirmativeMurder at gmail.com. We'd love to hear you from, uh, in the audio version as well. That'd be great. We, we we can't get enough of you guys. We love you guys. We think you're great. And we appreciate you guys giving us a platform like this. AffirmativeMurder at gmail.com. Be a part of the podcast. We would love to have you. Um, and with that being said, you know, Hey, it's been another test from the hood mini. man, we love doing this thing. It's so fun, crazy, and wild Fran, Let them know. Always be on the lookout. See you guys next week.